So I'll introduce. Yes. Then I'll switch to you on what the plot is. Yes. And then we'll go things we like, things we didn't like. Then that'll probably be around the break time. And then we'll do just straight up dumb things. And then the, the last final judgment. Yes. Recommend or get in the bin. Yes. <laughs> that should... Good. Good two categories okay. that I think will last. Yeah, I think those are good. Fine. Okay. Right. Go. Hello and welcome to the Deja Vu Duo podcast, episode one, starring myself, Isaac, and me, Sarah. So this is sort of idea we've had as a little podcast to do. Um, basic premises, looking at the release of Disney Plus and the wide abundance of things on streaming services to look back at our childhoods, things we watched, enjoyed, maybe didn't enjoy as children, and having a little rewatch as adults aged 24 and 23, seeing if they, uh, you know, hold up to or how we don't. remember. Yeah, <laughs> to how we remember, or if they're with an adult eye, we have a different... With a nuanced, more critical view that we now have as grown-ups mm -hmm. with our adult brains. I mean, I think both of us were quite into movies and TV. I think we. we have... I think we've always been very into films, and yeah, and TV shows. So you know, I think this is sort of the right idea for something we can like. Do. I also always found. Do you remember you? I mean, I don't know you. If you when you met people who were like, I don't really watch TV. I didn't understand what they did with their time. You knew people like that. Yes, they weren't my friends. Well, no, because I think the main thing I would say is we were quite lucky that we grew up with Disney unlimited screen time. Well, we did not have unlimited screen time. That is a lie. But I think we did grow up with nickelodeon and disney so we had quite a lot of exposure to those kind one of one time shows. i played tony hawk pro skater until the early hours of the morning and i don't think it was even a holiday and this would have been before i turned 10 so i feel like the screen time was pretty it was kind of a free-for-all how is that possible the playstation used to be in my room yep you were in the room asleep <laughs> i don't remember this yeah because you were asleep <laughs> Okay, I don't, I don't remember this at all because clearly I was so deep in sleep that yeah, you, you just were snuck asleep into my room and I was and No, I think I was, I was awake. You were awake at the beginning and then you just went to bed and uh, I just kept going. How odd. Yep. Anyway, that's anyway. not the point of this. The point of this is that we watched the movie Starstruck from the year 2010. So this was a Disney Channel original movie mm -hmm. um, starring Sterling Knight and introducing Danielle Campbell who I think we both have a lot of thoughts on, but that's not the point right here. Sarah, why don't you just give us a little plot breakdown? To summarise uh, this film, Christopher Wilde, he's a teenage pop star. St uh, played by, played St by Sterling Knight. Thank you. Um, he's a teenage pop star. Every teenage girl in the entire world is obsessed with him, except for... Jessica Olsen, played by Daniel Campbell, who is a nerdy brunette, apparently, who 
is from Kalamazoo, Michigan, and does not care about Christopher World at all and does not understand what the rest of the world sees in him. Her older sister, however, is crazy about this guy. And when their parents announce that they're going to visit their grandmother in LA, her older sister, whose name is Sarah, is so excited that she's finally gonna essentially stalk this guy and get him to fall in love with her. Very typical teenage girl stuff. Um, so uh, in a sort of wacky set of coincidences, Jessica is the one who runs into Christopher Wilde and they sort of snark at each other a bit and they end up on this sort of one-day road trip where they get to know each other and they have some flirtatious banter back and forth where they learn about each other, like each other, but then they argue. Um, and he basically says that they shouldn't be seen in public together. She gets very upset. She leaves to go back to Michigan. He realizes his mistake and um, goes flies to her prom that she didn't want to go to, she's only there because she is writing about it for their school newspaper and he goes and apologises to her, she, after a little bit of back and forth, she forgives him and that is the end of the movie. Um, Good summary. Thank you, <laughs> that's right. Um, I feel like I've obviously left out some stuff and that's how I think it's presented to us. I don't think that's how I necessarily responded to the movie. I mean, that is definitely how it was advertised. We did watch. Yes, we did watch the trailer before uh, rewatching the movie. Um, I think to start with, I mean, what do you what do you remember of Starstruck when it came out in twenty ten? So we were what like thirteen, fourteen. I'll 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 go first. Okay. Uh, I remember it being. So if you like tier the movies, mm -hmm. like Disney Channel original movies, I would have said... So if we say like High School Musical 2 is... God tier. Yeah, like the best Disney Channel original movie ever made. And then like a tier below that, maybe let's say High School Musical 1, Camp Rock. This is obviously... I think but, I there are movies that are better than those movies. But I mean, that's the sort of level, at least in 2010, how I saw it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then I would have... I remember putting Starstruck, like, just right below it. So it wasn't, like, the best one in the world, but it wasn't absolutely terrible. It was just, like, nicely in the middle, enjoyable. You know, Saturday, if we're watching TV, if it was on, I'd put it on, and I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't dislike re-watching the movie. I remember really liking it. I thought it was really great. I just didn't even question anything that happened in it. I'll tell you one thing I definitely remember. I definitely remember watching it back then and thinking that the character of Jessica was very justified in her and how she viewed Christopher Wilde. So, because she, she views him as this stuck-up, spoilt Justin Bieber type. Yeah, I mean, uh, he was definitely supposed star. to be a sort of Justin Bieber XP when you, especially if you think about how Justin Bieber was in 2010. This was before he had like any scandals. Yeah. He was genuinely just this teenage teenage boy that everyone was really obsessed with and that mm. made music that people really liked and was everywhere. Yeah, and I thought, you know, that was kind of... at Back in, like, 2010, I would have been like, yeah, you know, why... You know, Jessica's right. Why, why is everyone yeah. flying over this guy? He's no big deal. Especially, like, as teenagers, 
I mean, I can't speak for you, but I know myself, like, the idea of being like, oh, everyone loves this thing, so I hate this thing. I didn't think that that was annoying. I thought that that was a very reasonable response to stuff. Well, yeah, I mean, Sarah, you're, you've always been like that. Yeah, I'm not like that now. That's not true. How rude. I'm That's not like not that now. I like well, a lot of popular things. Okay, okay if you And I stand so. by that. This is rude. I'm going to cut this out. It's no, not don't, nice. Don't, don't, don't. I will. It's not nice. What do you mean? It's and not it's nice? not true. It's just bantery, Sarah. It's not banter. It's not true. Okay. Anyway. Uh, but I, yes, I know what you mean in that she was very, uh, like, it seemed justified. She was like, oh, you're a spoiled kid and I don't like you because you're really fake. And at the time I was like, yes, I had no reason to not think that. Upon rewatch, I feel that that is definitely not the case, but we will we will get into that a little bit later. Um, I guess a good place to go there is what things did you like from the movie? Um, yes, so I liked the music. I well, this movie started and I went, "Hey, this soundtrack is really good," and then a little bit in, I was like, "I take it back. The soundtrack is not that good," but there are a couple of good songs on there. And, um, eh, I don't think they really tried to make a great soundtrack, but, like, it's fine, it's enjoyable. Um, there's a song in it that I really like that Sterling Knight performs at a birthday party, I think. Um, Is it a birthday party? Because he's no, having, like, a weird it's party. it's at his house, but it's not his party. I don't know. It was, <laughs> there were some details that just didn't really stick. Um, what else? Yeah, okay, I like that song, and then I think there were times some music played in the movie, and I was like, this is enjoyable. Um, and I thought that Sterling Knight did a good performance. I think he's a good actor. And uh, I think I looked him up afterwards to be like, well, I wonder what Sterling Knight's up to these days. Nothing, apparently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so don't really know what where he's at or what he's up to, other than like being in stranger Zoom calls or something. And oh, yeah, in the sunny that. with a chance for a union over Zoom. So I don't know. Other than that, maybe. it doesn't seem like he's up to much. <laughs> Except brand deals with Zoom. Maybe. Maybe. Um, you know, my things I liked were exactly the same. I actually thought the soundtrack was pretty good, you know, by sort of like Disney Channel standards. Yeah, I feel like this is all relatively speaking. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think the Sterling Knight is like... Denzel Washington. No, but I think. <laughs> but but you know he's a good actor. He's a good actor. Watching that and thinking back to something like Sunny with a Chance, I would have thought he would have been in the future, maybe like have a lead role in a TV show or something mm-hmm. like that. You know, he but... was this. I mean, other than obviously Demi Lovato was the star of Sunny with a Chance, but he was definitely the standout in that cast. And he plays that role of. If, I mean, what of, Chad Dylan Cooper? No, Christopher Wilde. Oh. <laughs> Staying on Starstruck, um, of Christopher Wilde. I think he plays it pretty well. Like he's believable as that sort of teen pop star who has like lots of adoring fans. Sort of that sort of yeah. You know, they reference it a couple of times in the movie. He's got that sort of look in his eye yeah. where like girls fawn over him, and obviously he's a good-looking. Yeah, I think I definitely remembered him more good-looking than I found him now, but then I think that's worth noting that I was obviously a lot younger. But I was like, hmm, don't get it anymore. Yeah. (laughs) But, you know, know, he's he's an attractive guy. He he plays, yeah, right, like, he plays to it very well. For sure. Um, Yeah, and I think one 
other thing as a small positive I quite liked, it wasn't something I would have taken as a standout, is that Jessica and Sarah's grandmother has like a new boyfriend and he is black. And you know, considering Disney Channel, even like 10 years ago was still, even though I had a few shows like That's a Raven and The Cheese Girls, which were ethnically diverse it was still quite white centric so it was quite nice to see a little thing like that yeah i think there was a period of time like a lot of the 90s not disney shows but like there were uh, i feel like there were a lot more i don't want to say diverse but like just tv shows with more black people in them in the 90s than there were in like the noughties and like 2010 i mean i think i was growing up if we think about like hannah montana Wizards of Waverly Place, yeah, Sweet was, Life on Deck. All know. of it was very, very white. Whereas, like, if you look back a bit earlier to when we were, like, really young, we had, like, shows like The Fresh Prince and Keenan and Kel. Obviously, The Fresh Prince was, like, not a children's show. But, mm-hmm. um, I, yeah, I feel like there was just, this was definitely in that sort of period of time where that just wasn't happening. Yeah. So, I mean, that was just... I just watching the movie and they never... They don't... Obviously, because it's a Disney show, they don't talk about yeah. racial stuff. But it was just nice to see a little I also thing think like it's that. worth noting that it didn't feel forced or shoehorned in in the same way that Christopher Wilde's best friend is played by Brandon Michael Smith, who is black. And that feels really obvious <laughs> in a way that the grandma's boyfriend doesn't like he's just there he just seems like a nice old man who's just there whereas christopher Wilde's christopher wilde's friend who i don't remember the name of was genuinely just there to like be his friend and then rap and i was like oh this is this isn't very subtle <laughs> well i think that leads on to our next part which is stuff we didn't like what didn't we like in this movie sarah i think you should kick this off so the one main thing that I didn't like, that I know you didn't like either, which was the character of Jessica in her entirety is a nightmare of a person. I think it's no exaggeration to say she has zero redeemable redeemable qualities. She's the worst. She's the worst. I mean, I think linking back to... <laughs> I mean, just... there, There is no reason why she hates Christopher Wilde apart from the fact that he's famous. Like, there's nothing. Like, throughout the entire movie, from the moment he meets her, he is nice to her. Like, he's so nice to her. And before she meets him, it's much more understandable because she makes a lot of perfectly valid points of, like, you guys are all really obsessed with him and like you don't even know him. It's really weird. And, like, she... I mean, she doesn't say this in as many sensible words, but you're all addicted to this manufactured image and that has nothing to do with the real person. But then she meets him, actually meets him. They talk privately for what seems like hours. They're, like, stuck together for a whole day. She, He's so nice to her. They, they get on really well. And she's still like, I hate you. Your whole thing disgusts me. I don't understand why anybody would want to spend any time with you it's so strange well it's just like <laughs> that the only thing you could say about christopher wilde is that maybe he's a bit clueless but the way the movie is clearly written is that actually he's he is clueless but he's not spoiled he's not 
he's not arrogant in the sense that mm. he has he there is that weird moment where they first meet and he's like oh i'll give you this amount of money if you don't scream my name but that is also in the context of in the whole entire movie he is trying to avoid the paparazzi because he's trying to get a movie deal and the producer has told him or director i don't know it's a very confusing <laughs> way of portraying how they make movies yeah the director producer whoever it is has clearly told him at the beginning of the movie if you are papped you will not get this role and that's what he's trying to see that's what he's struggling with the entire movie and she is complete and he explains this to her yeah multiple she, times it's not like she's he like, keeps oh, this a secret whatever you know you're just an arrogant spoiled brat when actually he's clearly said no i need this movie deal it's really odd um also it reminds me in a way of i know it's just because we said the word clueless much times but in the movie clueless um you, it's a sim. I feel like we're presented with a similar archetype of a character in Cher in Clueless, where she is genuinely a really nice person. She's just like very material. She is very materialistic, and she doesn't really understand um, other people's way of thinking. But the thing with Clueless is that the movie tells us from the get-go, like she's a good person she just has a bit of growing to do and then she does that in the movie whereas this film shows us a person who's perfectly nice and expects us to be on jessica's side and the movie gives us no reason to be on jessica's side ever she's horrible like she's just flat out mean she's to so him the whole mean. movie and like, she is so like they they make it as if they try to make this sort of growing attraction between them. It doesn't make sense, the but, fact that they grow to like each other. because see, it, it makes sense on maybe her side, because you could say, okay, maybe she... But even the though, way even they though, present well, it doesn't make any sense, because they make it seem as if like she gets to know him, and she's like, oh, you're actually not that bad. And then she'll be like, actually, I still don't like you. And then she'll be like, oh, he's got these really like dreamy eyes. And then she'll be like... Ugh, I don't even get it. I don't like him. And it's like, who are you talking... Like, she, half the time she's not even talking to anybody. She's basically just talking to herself. I mean, it's just... The thing is, is that I could not see any reason in the movie for Christopher Wilde to like her. Like, he makes this weird point at the end where he's like, oh, you tell me how it is, you know, you're straight up honest. When actually the way it's presented in the movie is her just being mean to him yeah there's it, she's not even being honest she just makes up a bunch of stuff or she at least the points that she brings up are not even really his fault she's like oh you have this really fake manufactured public image and i was like well that's not really his responsibility <laughs> to resolve you know he's again they're supposed to be teenagers like he's not this in charge of his p own pr this, this age thing is something i want to get onto later because this confused me the entire movie but yeah back on the point of what we did they like. make such a point of them going to an under 21s <laughs> club <laughs> But was there anything else that sticks out for you that you just loathed about the Honestly, movie? I think I was so focused on how much I hated this character that I couldn't really get into anything else. I'm, I'm reading my notes and I there's mean, really not much else in there other than what is she doing and this makes no sense. <laughs> I mean, thinking about Danielle Campbell, do you think this was... Because she doesn't act very well in the movie. I think that's fair to say. In this movie, she's not very good. But do you also think it's an issue with the script? Because... 
I looked up Danielle Campbell and she was meant I watching when we watched the trailer they presented it as oh she's like the new star and I had not I didn't realize that she was even in things after this but she had like main roles on TV and something the originals I think it's like some vampire diaries thing yeah I don't know I've never seen it and I don't know if she's any good in it but... I, I haven't seen it either however I have seen her in both the movies prom and F the prom did you know F the prom was directed by the fine brothers yeah, I know that. <laughs> I did know that. <laughs> well, yeah, that probably explains that. But um, but in this movie, do you think it's a Danielle Campbell is just bad acting, or if it's just the script, or maybe it's a combination it's of both? Absolutely both. There's she's. I I'm I'm kind of inclined to not say like oh she's a terrible actress and she shouldn't be doing this. Like, Whatever, it makes no difference to me. But I don't think she did a great job in this. And I think it was unfortunate that she had, like, terrible material to work with. The script was truly awful. Like, no actress could have redeemed that role. However, I have seen her in these other things as well. And, I mean, I can't speak for the TV show that she's the lead in. But in those two prom movies, like, she's she's not good in those either. Like, I... She's kind of a nondescript actress in a way. Like I don't know. I think again that's she's unlucky in that in that movie F the prom. It's her and uh, the redhead from Riverdale is like playing opposite her, and she's got this like she's obviously very like she's very striking looking, and she's also got like a very commanding presence, which is obviously why they cast her as that character in Riverdale. Um, so I kind of feel a bit bad for her because. I can imagine it's then hard to stand out anyway. But I just don't know if she's that great. Or maybe she just hasn't really found her own niche yet. I mean, I it's mean, been 10 years. I mean, maybe, <laughs> but watching that movie, say we had these opinions 10 years, you wouldn't have come out thinking, actually, she's the one who's had a more successful career. No. Compared to Sterling Knight, who has his, what couple of guest spots on tv shows every so often yeah i saw him in a the melissa joan hart show that's one i was thinking of yeah he was he had some guest role in that for a while he's again i remember thinking he's he's like a very charming guy he was great and i enjoyed seeing him in that show and i didn't even like properly watch that show i just would watch it if it was on yeah and I remember he'd show up and I'd be like, hey, it's Sterling Knight. And I just enjoyed that he was there and I thought he was very good. And I think he he could, I mean, maybe he will go on to do more things, you know. But maybe. I'm sure but... he's got a big career ahead of him still. But yeah, I'm surprised that out of the two of them, she's kind of been the lead in more stuff than he has. It is quite surprising. I agree. And at this point, we'll take a little break. And, and now, when a we word from our sponsors. And when Squarespace, we, we please pay us. No, <laughs> no word from any sponsors. <laughs> um, and when we come back, we'll be talking more about things we just found quite outrightly dumb from the movie. Ready? Yes, I'm ready. Okay. Okay, and welcome back to the Deja Vu Duo <laughs> podcast, part two. Yeah. So, going to things we just found quite dumb from the movie i made a lot of notes for this a lot of notes to the point it was getting to like cinema sins where i was just everything that happened seemed stupid but i'm not going to talk about everything 
And I'll throw this to you, Sarah, first. Was there anything just outrightly stupid that you did not like? I'm going to go with my most minor complaint, but one that really stuck with me from the beginning of the movie onwards, which is that Christopher Wilde has this girlfriend who is like a very one-dimensional flat, like blonde bimbo i don't even understand like what her job was meant to be she was just famous socialite. she was a socialite <laughs> and um she yeah and she's played by uh the girl who was in jonas and jonas la and she is fine that's not my comment my comment on the f- is the fact that her name is alexis bender Right, see, I was thinking about her name as well, and there was some reason it stuck out to me, but can you explain why? Because this is really bugging me. Is it just that you found her name annoying? Alexis Bender? (laughs) That's not a name! But I think it was meant to be just sort of like a... uh... Alexis Bender sounds like the name that, like, you know when, say, you know when you're just, like, having a joke with someone and you're, like, doing a bit, and you're, like, you can't think of a name, you're like, oh, Alexis Bender? But I think it's meant to be a joke on, like, those sort of socialite names. It was clearly meant to be a joke on that, but they've done... Disney Channel's done that joke, and they did it great with London Tipton. Yes, that was very smart. (laughs) I will give Disney props there. Okay. So you didn't like the name. Okay. I just thought it was so funny. Every time they said her name, I laughed. I could not believe that they actually named a character Alexis Bender. Firstly, that would never fly in the UK. And secondly, it just sounds so ridiculous. This wasn't really a gripe for me, but I understand your concern with it. <laughs> what okay. about, was there anything else? Yeah, uh, there are some more things. What was it? Oh, yeah, so they're all meant to be teenagers. Um, I'm not really sure how old they're meant to be right. because I don't understand... Like, I didn't really understand how the... Like, they, they went to prom at the end, but okay. I didn't really get this bugged what was me. happening. This bugged me the entire movie. I wrote down multiple times while the movie was going, how old are they? Because clearly, at least Jessica's sister is meant to be at least 16, because she yeah. has a driving license, right? So they can... All three of them can drive. Wait, right, so this confused me again. So, like, how old is Jessica's sister meant So, bare to be? minimum, they're 16, because all three of them can drive. So, I assumed that she, as in Jessica, was 16 and her sister was, like, 17. I don't know, they didn't make a big enough deal about... Usually, like, I know it annoys me when they're like, Hey, it's our senior year! But, like, was it her senior year? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. But then, I mean, to be fair, you don't have to be, like, from what I understand, you don't have to be in your senior year to go to prom. Especially since they did make the point that she was only going to, like, cover it for the paper. But I... Yeah, so I was a bit confused by that. I think that threw me off a little bit. And then... I was confused by all their ages. So let's say at least Sarah was a minimum 16. They... I think they play it that Jessica's younger. Jessica's definitely younger. So maybe she's 15, 16, and maybe the sister's, like, 17, 18. I yeah. don't know. And then Christopher Wilde, I was so confused at how old he was meant to be until he literally, right at the end, says, oh, I'm 17, you need to do it to his parents, who, by the way, were some of the worst parents I've ever seen. Oh, shockingly bad. He should have sued them for emancipation years ago. I mean, it was, like, I, I just couldn't believe it. They literally did not care about his well-being at all. They just saw him as a... Money maker. Cash cow. It was honestly shocking. So, like, just the age thing really bugged me for a really long time. I mean... Also, I think it doesn't help that... I know that 
I I don't know whether maybe I didn't think any of this at the time because I was 13 so they all just looked exactly the age they told me they were but I was like okay clearly Sarah the sister is way older than she's supposed to be in this film like I cannot express how old she looks <laughs> she, she does look about like early 20s she looks early 20s minimum um Sterling Light I'm pretty sure was in his 20s I Daniel Campbell up. he was he was 20 21 I think right when this movie Daniel came Campbell out. has one of these like angelic faces she looks so young but she also kind of looks like like you know she could be playing any age but she looks really young so I think she was the only person who I was like okay you look 16 I believe that you're 16 she, you look like an unnecessarily pretty 16 year old but you look 16 I guess I mean Disney does kind of like when it comes to ages of people it does end up being a bit weird like I think just thinking of something like Sweet Life where London initially was meant to be way older than them and then they all graduate high school yeah at that the same was time. very strange <laughs> You know, um... But she also graduated... She was still meant to be older than them. She was just stupid, remember? Yeah, I know. She it's... got held back several years because she was the same age as Maddie, who was, ca like, canonically older than them. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the age thing bugged me for ages. Um, this... <laughs> I have a few, like, just things I watched, and I was like, this doesn't make sense. So, do you remember at when uh, Christopher Wilde does that thing where he says oh, it has to end here, uh, the paps will bug you forever, I need the movie, blah, blah, blah. They, that, they're sort of, like, manufactured. Conflict. <laughs> Conflict. Yeah. Um, and then he, basically, they're walking onto the beach, and he gets swarmed by fans, and she goes to cry in private in a phone booth with four glass, clear glass walls. It's a very, it's a very strange choice like, that she makes. <laughs> I, I just didn't... It... I was also like, she had a car. Like, I don't understand why she didn't just go... No, I think she was going to get in a cab. She... I was like, go get in the yeah. cab and cry. The cab driver's not going to judge you. I mean, it, it just... I was just like, okay, whatever. I mean, that it, that was just dumb. Um, Ah, this bugged me. So, you know, there's that whole montage of the day they're spending together. Yes. So... It's really nice. They're taking pictures of each other, blah, blah, blah. And then they, they're using a disposable camera. And then Jessica takes a picture of her and Christopher Wilde like that. Okay. Yes. But, from so, from up above. Yeah, from up above. You know, it's, it's like in the old school days before front-facing cameras, you just turn it around. Yeah. Right? And then in the montage, they take... In the montage, they take a picture of that happening. Yeah, it's really but, weird. So... After they've had their conflict, uh, Christopher Wilde takes her camera, gets all the pictures processed, but when he's searching through the pictures, it is the picture, it is the picture of them taking the picture. <laughs> like, it doesn't make any sense. I always, I'm always reminded of, um, there's a scene in Teen Wolf, I can't tell you which season, one of the earlier ones, where, um, Scott, the main character... His contact photo for his girlfriend, Alison, is literally just, like, you can go back and find it's just a screenshot from Teen Wolf. <laughs> it's, it's just literally someone's, like, captured just one scene where she's on screen. I mean, and that's his contact photo, and it makes no sense. And it's like, he wasn't even there. Why does he have this picture? <laughs> I mean, I just, I can't believe when we were, like, 13, 14, we didn't pick up on... I, I can believe it. I can easily believe it. That's really not what I was paying attention to. Well, I mean, do you have any other 
dumb things to... Ah, oh, okay, I've just found one, which yeah. we have a big gripe about yes. a lot of the time, where Sarah, the older sister, refers to Jessica as, it's like, oh, hey, little sister. Yeah. I'm like, it's just... Nobody talk... As siblings, we can confirm, nobody talks to each other like that. <laughs> People don't talk to each other like that. And yeah. For, I think for both of us, it's just one of those things that's... Every time it happens... I just think, yeah. like, I've called people bro. I don't think I've ever called you bro. And you're my actual bro. <laughs> and so I feel like it's it's so weird to hear that. And, I mean, I think they do it in a similar way later on. Not not later on, but, like, at some point in the film where Christopher Wilde's friend is like, hey, well, we've been friends since the fourth grade. I mean, and it's I like, just, why are you saying that out loud? That's just, that's just reminded me of another <laughs> gripe I had with the movie, which was, you know, what, you that's not a good way. I hate when they just introduce the character by just explaining who they are. Like, oh, hey, it's my friend Kyle, who I've known since I was 14. Hey, Kyle, I've known you since I was 14. <laughs> We're best friends. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's a, two scenes that I that just stand out for me with that sort of thing was at the beginning when they go to that weird under-21s club. This is so funny. Which... They, they, the logo for the club is literally just a big 21 with an arrow pointing downwards. I mean, it's just so... It's just it's so on the I nose. think it's called... And then they later actually specifically say, like, we got to go to club under-21. I'm like, oh, that's just the name of it? But in that, when they, I think it was at the beginning when they first go to the club and then, you know, Brandon Michael Smith uh, is just like, yeah, yeah, it's your girlfriend, Alexis Bender, like the prettiest <laughs> girl in Hollywood. I'm like, what? And linked to that, the other thing that just made me laugh was there's a scene at the end when all the conflict is trying to resolve and <laughs> him and Christopher Wilde are just sitting together and he just gets up walks away and Christopher Wilde is like hey where are you going and Brandon Michael Smith is like I'm going to go find my best friend because I'm not the person I'm with right now and it's just it's so cringy that I just I I, I just had to pause the movie and like physically cringe to myself it was oh. so so over the top I think also um maybe this is kind of a wider comment in that these things are obviously annoying. They're, they're funny to talk about now in this kind of way, but they're not even stupid enough to salvage the movie, if you get what I'm saying. Like, mm -hmm. I think, just as an example, like, uh, you know there's a scene right at the beginning of High School Musical 2 where Troy gives Gabriella that necklace with the T on it, and she's like, T is in Troy? And it's like, yeah, no dirty as in Troy. And that is stupid and it became a meme because it's really funny. And there isn't anything on of that nature in this movie. There's nothing that you can be like, I'm gonna be laughing about this forever. You can just it's only funny when you kind of look at it and you're like, yeah. haha, that was stupid. I mean I would be, this be the right way to describe it? I don't think there were any like straight up like memeable parts. Yeah, of it. none of it was uh funny enough to really stick with you no i mean I, there was another part i've just noticed in my notes which also irritated me mm -hmm. well it didn't irritate me so much it was just like there's a part where um jessica and christopher wilde are sitting in the car and he's telling her about how the paps likes 
stalk his house in their weird CIA vans. It's so weird how they are legitimately just, like, driving around in black vans. <laughs> I mean, it's so... Yeah, and... I also... This is another thing, which is... I wrote this in my notes, which is... I think it says, I think my entire understanding of LA came from this movie. And... Obviously, looking at it now, I'm like, hey, I know for a fact celebrities are just walking around LA all the time and nobody cares. So why was this such a big deal? Well, that's what I was going to say as well. But actually, with that Paps thing, it was... There's a part where... So he's explaining to her about the Paps harassing him. And she's like, wow, that is tough. Not. And I was like... (laughs) (laughs) I was like, what sort of, like... Borat joke is this in a <laughs> Disney Channel movie? Like, it's not. This movie came out in 2010. Borat was only like, I think a couple of years before that, yeah. where I think Borat straight up killed the sort of not as a yeah. joke. Yeah. And they're still putting it in the movie. Anyway. <laughs> I think also there's something to be said for looking at this now, um, our understanding of celebrity culture is so different than it even was 10 years ago not just us but like as a society because we've seen so many like teen stars like go through crazy stuff and have these meltdowns and be hounded by paparazzi that it's like at the time we're meant to watch this and be like oh i don't feel sorry for you like this is just really doesn't seem that bad and now it's like no, this genuinely ruins people's lives that this does happen. And I even think about stuff like uh, paparazzi and like um, media publications were offering like like thousands for pictures of Miley Cyrus's first kiss and stuff like that. Was that really a thing? That was a real thing. That it was so really hard. It was so creepy and just horrendous. And you look at the effects that like overexposure has on people like Justin Bieber who seems to be doing fine now which is you know great but um obviously you know we have all these Disney Channel stars specifically as well who have like been through a lot um that it's kind of hard to watch this and not think like yeah you guys should be taking this more seriously I mean I think in a I think maybe that when they decided to write it they did want it to be a little bit of a commentary on you know that sort of paparazzi culture getting everything on camera or following celebrities through their entire personal life but I they just didn't I don't think Disney a Disney Channel original movie is the right way not the, to make that sort of not an appropriate movie. platform for that kind of commentary because it gets sort of diluted with trying to make your your sort of love story which is meant to be the main part of the movie yeah so even though i think they did they were trying it just it just it didn't work and all these disney movies they try to do like a both sides were wrong there's always one actual villain who in this case is like i don't know the what i feel like it was meant to be his girlfriend who was barely in it um, I mean, was she really a villain? Like, no, she, just, she was just kind of mean. She was a bit mean, and then she like just breaks up with him, and he doesn't care. Yeah, it, uh, like, but I mean, there's there's always some like objectively terrible people in these movies. But then the idea is, it's like, oh, they, we all learn and we learn to be true to ourselves is like always the point of the film. Yeah, and that is kind of grating when to circle back one of the characters is completely insufferable. I mean, I've just, I've written so many times watching this movie, the main character is 
annoying. I think I've got... What have I got? The main girl is a shocking actress. Acting of a year eight play. Uh, oh, that's a bit harsh. <laughs> uh, she's so rude. Is this bad? This dynamic makes zero sense. This girl sucks. She's so mean. <laughs> and then I gave up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think on that point... I think we should just go to sort of final thoughts. If So, in this part, we have two categories. Yes. <laughs> We're either going to recommend the movie or it's it's get in the bin. I feel like these aren't good names, but we can, we'll workshop it. We can it. work on it, but <laughs> we'll that's, that's kind of the concept. Would we recommend it or would we throw it away? Good or bad. I'm going to say bad because this isn't even like a, like, this isn't even a fun, bad watch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, like, I, I didn't enjoy it at all. Don't watch this movie. I am somewhat conflicted on this, if I'm being perfectly really? honest. As, as dumb and irritating as the movie was, if I were, like, you know, 11 to 14, I would enjoy it. But saying that, I think the thing that just makes me want to throw it away, leaning on that side, is the fact that Jessica has no redeemable qualities. There are better versions of this exact movie out there. This is my problem with it. Like you mentioned earlier, Clueless is a great example of it. If you want to watch this movie, go watch Clueless instead. And that is, I think, a great (laughs) place to end (laughs) this podcast. Thank you to anyone who did listen. And... Pay us. (laughs) no, No one needs to pay us. And pay us no one needs to pay us and we will be back next week with something else which we are not decided on yet yeah i think we need to do a better think on it because i i recommended starstruck thinking i was gonna love it so that was a bad choice (laughs) well you know this could go any which way so yeah thank you to anyone who was listening and goodbye bye